What's up, fellow car enthusiasts? Welcome to an episode of Behind the Boost presented by MA Performance. I'm your host, Charlie Main, and today we plan to bring you some of the behind the scenes of the automotive world. In today's episode, it's just me and Dalen. We went live to do an Ask Us Anything, but also to give a state of the shop update sort of thing. Uh, we let you guys in on where we're at with customer service, shipping, and more. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this one. Uh, Dalen, how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Keeping busy. Kind of just, I mean, as everyone still sees, we're still at home. So kind of trying to deal with the new me. normal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's let's not talk about that a little bit. I don't, I don't suppose we need to wait a whole lot longer to kind of dive into things. I know one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is kind of just the current state of the shop, um, kind of what's been going on there. I know, you know, a lot of the times it's like, even on social media, it's like a lot of people are wondering, you know, where their stuff is at, you know, they're looking for updates and things like that. I mean, what can we necessarily say to that effect? Uh, I know this week alone and like end of last week, we made a huge hit in that, a huge dent. So I mean, I, we've kind of touched on this in the past and it's a, it's a good, bad problem to have is that we're just, we are really, really busy. So I mean, thanks to everyone watching and everyone ordering that we just have a large amount of orders coming in. That's for uh, the, you know, other people's products. So the stuff that we warehouse and ship and also for our manufacturing side. And it's kind of one of those things where I would say, 95% of orders are still going out just fine. But because 5% still don't and there's issues, that 5% has just gotten a lot bigger and kind of uh, exacerbated the actual issue. So I know our customer service team, our sales team, our manufacturing team, our shipping team, they have all been putting in a significant amount of overtime just to get caught up with everything going on. We've uh, we've hired multiple people. Right. Um, we're just, we're trying to bulk up as much as we can because we and came into this our local we are, we are still hiring yeah i think depending on the situation i think for the most part the customer service side and the sales side were pretty good i think we are still kind of on the hunt for some more fabricators so looking always looking for skilled fabricators but yeah i mean we came into this you know a global pandemic we kind of battened down the hatches we were preparing for like you know what how can we stay open if sales stop like what are we going to do like how do we keep everyone employed like we went after that planning right. and that was where we put all of our thought. That's where our leadership team spent all their time kind of like, let's build and be ready for that. And then we got hit like it's been Black Friday every single day for three months. Yeah. And it's just been, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's something that like, I, none of us are mad about it. None of us are upset oh. about it, but it definitely was the opposite of what we were preparing for. So it just kind of, we had to flip the script on ourselves. And we, like I said, we started hiring like mad, trying to bring people in. We tried, you know, fabricators, customer service reps, sales reps, just to make sure we're doing everything we can here. So uh, we're kind of starting to, uh, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel finally. I know that our customer service reps, which is kind of, you know, that, that's the one that we hear from the most is people trying to get a hold of when they have issues, which is right. understandable. Like that, you know, you want to get stuff taken care of. And, you know, I'll say we, we will take care of you. At the end of the day, if you're waiting for us or if we're a little bit behind, we're going to take care of it. We're going to make sure the problems are fixed and we're, we're okay. I understand that it gets frustrating. So our team is definitely doing the best that they can to try to get caught up. No, for sure. And I, I don't think there's anything that I could really add to that. You know, again, like you said, it's, you know, all of a sudden we prepared for things to take a drastic decrease, kind of like you said, prepare for the worst. And instead it was like, in, instead of dropping it doubled and it was just like how do we how do we stay afloat how do we you know do what it is that you know we try to do which is you know again provide the best customer service possible i mean that's in a in another one of these lives we had with with chris the owner you know that was one of the things that we kind of started the business was started upon was great customer yep. service and you know again it's one of the things we take the most seriously when it comes to doing business and it's just adapting to a new, like you said before, a new normal now of what do we have going forward? How do we, you know, plan for this as a as a new normal and make it work? So yeah, like you said, we're doing everything we possibly can. And at the end of the day, we'll take care of everybody. And when, and when we talk about like, you know, us being behind it, you know, it's, it's no secret that like, you know, there's a lot of us in Facebook groups. Uh, I mean, just uh, forums kind of everywhere. And right. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time making a post having an issue that without one of our team members jumping in, whether it's me, whether it's Chris, whether it's any of our sales guys, we're paying attention. It hurts us when somebody's not happy. Like that's right. you know we all feel that. Like we're not 
we're not all sitting back here cackling like, haha, we got your money. No, like we physically don't feel good when our customers are unhappy. Like that's something that like most of us, it weighs pretty heavily. So we try to be there. We try to make sure they know that we're listening. We understand we're trying to make the changes like, yeah, we're doing our best, but it, it does. It's something we absolutely pay attention to and we're going to do our best to try to make sure it's right. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it does look like we got some people in the comments who are getting their packages. We've got a bit Avenger just got two packages in the mail from Matt today. Uh, he said, our boy Tony is the man. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Looks like we got, let's see, I'm just going to go through some of these comments here. Maybe we can answer some people's questions. Looks like somebody who knows you, you got Raymond, Raymond Baker. Yo, what up, Dalen? What's happening, Raymond? Legendary Roach, does the Stage 2 Plus WRX tune require a catted downpipe, or can I keep using my MAP Catless downpipe for the FA20? So I can answer that. Um, if you got the Stage 2 Plus tune when you ordered the downpipe, there are some that were optimized for the Catless downpipes in the past when we were still servicing those. If it's the most recent one, you can use it. If you have any issues or you experience anything odd, obviously just get a hold of us. It should be just fine. We've been sending them out to previous users and it shouldn't be an issue. We've seen that on a lot of our beta testers that it should be just fine. Obviously the most recent ones are updated to work best with a CATA downpipe, but there's not going to really be a big downside if you don't have one. Uh, let's see. We got... Another question here from Raymond. Any new updates on 10th gen products, bro? I need something new. Ooh, yes, maybe, kind of, sort of. Um, so we released the intercooler and intercooler piping finally. I just looked yeah. where uh, we are selling those like hotcakes. Um, so that's going to be probably our most recent release. Um, and I think the next one for the 10th gen Civic that's coming up is going to be the turbo kit soon. Obviously, me and Charlie have been talking about that a little bit. That's going to be yeah. kind of... Um, Right now, we, we are kind of freezing any releases of products because we don't want to, you know, make people wait a long time for product releases. Right. Um, just because, like I said, we have a lot of work already in the, already in the building. Uh, Turbo Kit's going to come up soon. Um, I don't want to put an exact number to that just because we're, you know, we want to make sure we're in the right spot to do it. As for well, the release, last thing you want to do is release a product to people and then tell them, hey, yeah, we've got this available, but it's going to be two months before you can have yeah, it. Yeah, and we've definitely done that. And we've been in that spot and we're trying yeah. to uh, identify the things that, you know, kind of don't feel good for customers and, and target that. Um, we released our coolant hose kit. It's a little while back, but that's another one that we stocked. It's a super easy install and kind of a... a easy add-on for not a lot of money. It's one of the only ones that offers all three hoses. Most of them just replace two of them. So I would jump on that. That's like, a, I think it's like a hundred and, it's sub $150. I want to say it's like 129 or 139, but that's a that's a super bang for your buck addition on those cars. Uh, next question we got from Goku Black. Why do you guys lag shipping on the moment? Well, I was gonna say, it's. It, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's because we normally, let's say, I'm going to pick out random numbers. So let's say normally if we say we ship out 400 packages a day, right now we're shipping out 800 to 1,000 packages a day. And we still have the same size staff in shipping. So those guys are just busting absolute butt to try to get stuff. Because like shipping is not just, we don't just take it off the shelf and drop it in a box for UPS. We have to actually go through, we have to package it nicely. We have to label it. We have to organize it and go out. So there's a lot of time involved in that. And uh yeah, it's just a, a significant order increase is well, trying to keep up best we can. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, depending on certain products, I mean, again, some manufacturers are backed up because, again, they're experiencing some of the same problems we are. And Yeah, we're definitely um, in back, back order season on top right. of world pandemic. So, like, it definitely <laughs> is, like, worst case scenario right now for some stuff. But we've been uh, definitely upping inventory levels as much as we can on stuff that we feel we might have issues getting. So, yeah, it sounds like uh, some of the other qu questions that we got are regarding Evo tens. Are we going to be making more in-house Evo parts? Um, the catch can is solid. That's one question we got here again, Goku black. Thanks for the comments, man. Appreciate it. I can say that we have more stuff happening, but I uh, can't say what. There's a lot of stuff in the works that we're going to be putting out there in regards to Evo things, not necessarily just parts, but also a lot of content. Um, stay tuned. This Sunday we'll have, or I believe it'll be Sunday, we'll have a pretty big release on Sunday for video stuff, um, some content stuff on our YouTube channel. So if you're looking for some Evo 10 stuff, stay tuned. Um, I'm pretty excited about that as well. Let's see some other comments, some other people getting their parts. 
Um, I can even touch on the Evo question. We'll give a little bit yeah. of a teaser for people paying out today. So Go we, ahead. uh, what, something we see, we, we, we had one in the past and we get asked about a lot and we, we kind of brought it back into rotation as a firewall heat shield. We made one for many years and, uh, it, you know, it just, it needed some updating. So at one point we decided that we weren't going to sell it any longer and uh, there were plenty of options in the market. So that one we kind of brought back into rotation mid last year, I want to say, but we're kind of on the final, final stretch of that with the, took a whole different approach of making sure it was like super easy to install and that it covered everything we want. So Evo 10 firewall heat shield is something that we should be kind of, uh, I won't say soon, but not that far out. And then as always, we're, uh, working on our investment cast manifolds. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that for now. I don't think there's anything else that I want to talk about just yet. I'm not sure if you meant, I saw you mentioned the investment cast manifold. Did you see this comment here by Mitsu, the Evo 10? Is there going to be a map investment cast manifold install video with the motor instead inside the car instead of on an engine stand? So we do have paper instructions that are in the car, but if enough people want a video, I'm sure we can make that happen. Yeah, if that's something you guys want to see, let us know. I mean, again, put it down in the comments. We'll make sure that something comes your guys' way if it's something that you need. Again, if it's, um, you know, the paper instructions that it come with, maybe just aren't cutting it for you. I know I'm more of a visual learner myself, so I also prefer videos. So if that's something you guys want, by all means, let us know. Um, we're totally into it. Let's see. We got Rash B. Uh, got my Cobb access port and cat back for WRX. Looks like it had some shipping damage. Zach's got him taken care of. So thank you guys. Bummed Sweet. out by damage happens. Again, uh, when things happen, I mean, it's unavoidable stuff that we probably can't do anything about to change. I mean, things just happen. But again, like you said, Dalen, at the beginning, at the end of the day, we're going to take care of you guys if something happens. I mean, we're enthusiasts just like you are at the end of the day, and we know how much of a bummer that is. So let's see. Alex is wondering, have you guys, have any of you installed the X-Force Varix exhaust you offer for the WRX? Opinions. I need a bit more sound, but I live in a very quiet neighborhood. Darren, you've uh, done some stuff with that, haven't you? Yeah, I actually. So I use one of the Varex X-Force mufflers on a personal car. I yeah. haven't done anything with this WRX specifically, but we've been making an exhaust for an Evo 10 for, oh man, I mean, honestly, since about 2010 at this point for, with the Varex mufflers. I love those things. I mean, they just, they work great. The pro, like the different controllers, they have the smart box and stuff to kind of like set up like zones and RPM based stuff. It's really fun to kind of just like tinker with and mess with. But yeah, if you live in a neighborhood or like you go to work early and you have a loud car, they're, they're huge. And it's definitely, it's something that we've been talking about. We have a, a couple of exhausts that we have incorporated Varx mufflers for our own system. So like our uh, upcoming Mark seven Volkswagen stuff has it incorporated and our Evo 10 has it incorporated. So for some of our WX customers, if it's something that you guys are interested in, we'd, we'd love to hear about that because it just, it does add a significant cost to it with some of those vehicles, but personally, I, I think it's very, very worth it. Yeah. That stuff is actually really cool. I didn't realize like some of the technology that comes with that. Oh yeah. And like the, the factory, like the, what just comes with is a little, like a little button on off controller that you can do right. like half open closed all the way open etc but the smart box is like they have a little phone to connect your app like right it's a little app to connect your phone and it's uh it's definitely something to like nerd out on and kind of have a good time with yeah for i mean and for people who don't necessarily know much about it what i mean can you speak to how that works at all and i've only really talked about it a handful of times yeah that, so just like that, the, the muffler itself or the app yeah so it's it's the idea of like an electric cutout so it's a yeah. muffler. They have a bunch of different muffler sizes, shapes, designs um, that has an electronic valve built into it. And that valve can either be controlled via the remote that I talked about, and that comes standard with everything. Um, so they have full cat-back systems, and they have just mufflers. We yeah. use their mufflers in some of, some of our systems, and then they sell a couple of their own complete systems. With the smart box, which is like their... Uh, it's basically like a Bluetooth Wi-Fi kit that uh, you would connect to the normal controller. And then you download their app and you can set it up via like geo zone. So you can set up if you're within like one mile of your house, it'll close all the way automatically. If you're in a certain RPM range or a certain speed, because it plugs into OBD2 and can like tell what the car is doing. Yeah. You can like fine tune how open or closed the muffler is depending on like uh, throttle position, RPM, like. Yeah. And like for my, my Z is super loud. I mean, we were, I think we were just talking about this recently that like <laughs> yeah. it is it's just loud. Like it's got big headers. It's got a big exhaust and 
I used to feel really bad driving it to work in the morning because like, you know, I have a bunch of like elderly neighbors. And if I leave at like 630 in the morning, I start that car. It like rattles things off the walls. So like I installed that because I just, I I wanted to enjoy driving the car in the morning more and not like feel bad and like let it warm up instead of just like immediately putting it in first and trying to like coast out of my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And like, cause I don't want to drive fast because it's cold, but I don't want to drive slow because it's loud. And that muffler made a huge difference for me. It's a, it was definitely money well spent for me. Yeah, no, they're pretty, they're pretty cool. I was definitely the first time that I heard that like the Bluetooth and like it knowing where you're at based on like geolocation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was definitely like, yeah, it was definitely like just their engineers wanted to do something kind of fun. And yeah, I will answer circles question. Uh, No, I'm not using it as a COVID mask, unfortunately. Yeah. The question is if he's using his beard for a mask. It's just not comfortable, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, let's see what some of these other questions are. Alex just got a WRX access port and the E30 tune is amazing. You guys rock. Appreciate it, Alex. When's the next time y'all doing runs in the SI? Mm, I don't have an answer to that, unfortunately. Um, right. We've been doing a lot of other stuff. That car's The car's not disappeared. It's still there. We're still working on it. Lots of little stuff happening. Um, yeah, just got to gotta kind of take breaks sometimes we, we spent a lot of time on it this winter for like development work to finish up products and we had some plans for it but obviously with most of the racetrack closing down for a while kind of got pulled pulled off to the side a little bit but we'll see we'll see what happens kind of come come later this summer it looks like jeff who's somebody who also uh applied earlier we saw he applied and he's waiting to hear back he's curious to know how our engine program's coming along oh man those guys are, are going crazy we normally have shelf stock of about 10 different engines yeah. And we don't have any right now. We're building a lot to keep keep kind of on the shelves. But those guys recently over the past six months, we upgraded some machinery. So we have like a CNC hone um, from Rottler and Rottler. I'll get it right someday. Um, so we, we, we invested in some machinery to kind of uh, step our game up a little bit. And those guys are just doing an absolute crazy job. But we're, we're selling engines left and right. Um, we've got 4B11s and 4G63s just flying off the shelves. If you're actually subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, we do have another video coming out on, I want to say Friday, where I actually get to go and do some work in the engine room. Um, and I kind of learned some different things uh, about, you know, breaking down and building engines and stuff like that. So if you're into it and kind of getting more of a behind the scenes look of our engine department and kind of how that stuff works, that should be coming out. I believe it's going to be on Friday. Can't necessarily confirm the time. I'd want to say like something around four or five o'clock in the afternoon. So um, if you're not, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see those videos. Here's a good one again from uh, Goku Black. Um, and I think I can address this one. But do you guys have a lot of parts in stock at the warehouse? For example, a Sheepy intercooler. Is that something you have to reach out to Sheepy to get shipped out to the customer, etc.? You know, we could talk about like each specific part, I mean, till the end of time, you know, realistically, but I think the best way to find out if like we have a specific part in stock um, would be to just check on the website. And if we've got it listed in like the the status of it is currently saying like in stock, ready to ship, um, then obviously I would assume that it's something that's more in stock and ready to ship. Whereas if it's something that's on back order or something that takes a little while to build or we build it to order or something along those lines, um, we do our best to properly convey those expectations, again, on the product listings themselves. So if you're looking for a specific intercooler, the best thing to do would be to just check the product listing and see. And if you do have additional questions, I mean, what's the easiest way for them to ask somebody about a specific product, Dalen? Right now, phone call. Uh, call. Calling the sales staff is definitely the fastest way, the one eight 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 ma performance that's going to be the best way to get a hold of somebody to ask for stuff right now. Email is also a solid option if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, the sheepy stuff and things like that, a lot of those, like some of the little more boutique items or some of the ones that have a lot of options we don't stock right now. But yeah, we do have a lot of stuff in stock. So you pick yeah. one specific item that we might not have in stock, but we do stock a lot of parts, especially for the Evo 10. Yeah, and oddly enough, like we have a sheepy intercooler in the background of this picture that's on the screen right now. Let's see. So we got a question. Um, anything for the Fiesta ST platform? And I know that we've also had a, a, a follow-up question to that that I've seen a few people ask about, which is any big sales. Um, I can speak for the sales if you maybe want to talk to the Fiesta ST. Um, 
I can say that as far as the sales go, uh, if you guys, I'm assuming that if you're watching this, you obviously follow us on Facebook or something along those lines. Um, make sure that you kind of turn on those notifications. Um, we also have an email list where if you're curious about getting constant updates on sales so that you don't miss when the best time is to buy parts that you're looking for specifically, then make sure that you turn those notifications on or hit up the email list. Because again, we don't try to send a bunch of like crappy emails. We know that like other car guys, we just want to know when we can save some money on car parts um, or get some cool content or something like that. So if you are looking for a specific sale, make sure you're doing those things and you'll be the first people to know when that's public. So and uh, one thing that like the back the back in stock notification stuff that is fairly new i think um because oh, yeah. i don't shop from our own website so sometimes i right. miss like a lot of the cool updates but yeah we have a back in stock notification that like if we don't have it you'll get an email as soon as we get an update on stock which is a pretty cool one just because if people like me that like oh it's out of stock and then you forget about it and don't check in and then every time you check in it's out of stock um, and as far as the fiesta st stuff i'll be honest the fiesta st has definitely been kind of lower down on our um R&D development board right now. Uh, and not because we don't like the car, it's just that the market uh, had a lot of people playing in it for a while and a lot of good parts out there. And we kind of made a lot of our standard stuff for it. We still get a lot of sales from those products. We still have a lot of people that are super happy with them. So there hasn't been a lot of updates or anything needed for the car yet, uh, at least in, you know, in the world that we play with it. I'm always open to you know recommendations if people have specific needs that aren't being met you know, let us know and we can kind of put that on the list. I mean, I have a whiteboard that's probably the size of a, most people's like bedroom walls filled with <laughs> just product ideas. So, I, you know, I, I'm never hesitant to listen to somebody when they say that they have so something that they need. And if it makes yeah. sense for us, we're absolutely excited and happy to jump on it. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, again, you and I were talking yesterday about how hard it is, or actually this morning about how hard it is to just kind of keep your ear to every possible turn and event that's happening that sometimes it's nice to have input from other sources because again it's so hard to just like constantly pay attention to every platform all the time especially when you kind of have like there's that one that you kind of know well it's easy to stick around that stuff but again when you have input from other sources people who are watching you know the fiesta st platform day in and day out you know it's cool to hear from people like that and to let us know you know maybe we're missing something yeah and it's i that's a huge part of my job is literally to do just that all day. Right. And I'm a member of like, I think the last time I looked at it was like 1,182 Facebook groups. Just like a select handful. And it was like, Oh yeah. That's just like the ones that we have an official capacity in yeah. like that we have multiple, but like personally I am in, I mean, I've been on Facebook since like uh, the day it was made. So I, I've been jumping into car groups for like anything and everything that we've ever been interested in both personally and professionally. So it's a, I mean, I literally have a, a, an Excel document of just vehicles, parts of those vehicles, things to look at that is a constant living document that has, I'm at this point, probably thousands of lines on it. So it's something that we're, we're always listening to. We're always interested in, you know, I can't promise that we're going to make everything that people bring to us. Like it has to make sense for us, but yeah, yeah no, we're definitely always interested to hear about that stuff. Yeah, we had another question regarding some, the Evo 10 uh, investment or cast investment Manifold, he said, uh, what's the reason for the two studs for the upper far left and far right side? Is it fitment or extra security or what? what is the reason for that? Um, and so Charlie might not even know what you're asking about there, but so I can touch on that. So on the Evo 10 investment cast exhaust manifold, part of the process of installing it is to remove the two upper outside studs. And there's there's multiple reasons for that. The, the big one, the main one, is that we wanted to keep the thickness of the manifold as uniform as possible in that area. And okay. if we wanted to keep it with a stud and a nut, we would have to indent it right in that area. And sure. since it's very close to the flange, that's like one of the most likely spots to crack. We just kind of made the call to go with that. We tried a bunch of different ways to not do that because it's, it is obviously the most inconvenient part of installing that thing, but just it's, it's the best way to have a manifold that's gonna last a long time. So yeah, it really was just done with strength kind of in longevity in mind. I know that we've got uh, a guy named Chris here in the chat on YouTube and he's wondering what the best exhaust is for the Evo 10. Chris, my question to you would be, you know, what your goals are with the car and kind of what your personal tastes are as far as like how loud it is and things like that. But uh, we do have a Evo 10, our top Evo 10 exhaust video on our YouTube channel. So it looks like since you are on our YouTube, if you 
um, after the live, if you head over just on our channel, it should only been posted within the last few months, but it's on there. You can see what we put as our top five. It's got some links for you in the description. So that's where I would start is if you're kind of wondering what the best one would be, I would start looking at that and kind of seeing the different options there. But I don't know, David, do you have any other feedback? Uh, if you're looking for a single exhaust, I think MA Performance makes a really solid one. Highly recommend. Um, I've heard those guys cool. do good work. Yeah, yeah, those guys are really no affiliation though. Um, yeah, um, no, I really like I like our single exhaust. It works really well. Yeah, um, yeah. So I really like that. If you like a twin exhaust or twin tip or dual exhaust or however you want to refer to it, I really like the HKS one. I mean, it, it's like the for me sound wise one of the coolest sounding ones for a twin tip. I just don't like twin tip designs. So yeah, it, it's really, really, really like personal preference on that stuff. Any of the quality brands as far as like power goes, you're going to be about the same across the board. Sound is just the Sound is the way to kind of go on that stuff. So like, I would just spend your hours watching YouTube videos about which one you like better. Go to like any meet you can and just listen to people's. But I really liked our Varx one and I like the HKS Twin Tip one. Yeah, I uh, so like for me personally, I like the dual uh, the dual exit exhaust for the Evo 10, especially on people's cars that do uh, like any kind of like wide body or anything like that. For the most part, those rear diffusers I think look best with a dual exit exhaust. Um, but otherwise, I also really do like the single exit one. I love the one that we've put together. Um, I actually think that that one might be a route for me someday in the future, but we'll see. Um, yeah, Victor asked about injectors and fuel pump for an Evo 9 of the FP Red. Uh, injectors yeah, depends on what exact... In Injector wise, it depends on what exact fuel kind of same with the pump. If you're on E85, ID 1300s are probably going to be your best bet. Um, ID 1050s will also work, but they'll be a little bit on the small side. As far as a pump goes, same thing. If you're on E85, I would do a Walbro 450 or 525 or any of those frame kind of fuel pumps. If you're on pump gas, something like an Aeromotive 340 or AM 320 or 340 will work just fine. Perfect. Dalen, Corey Kirchner wants to know are you making a special appearance up at? the non-proving grounds proving grounds i'm not Corey. i'm sad i'm not gonna go up but there, there's kind of a there's a reason for that and it's because uh, and, and this is something i don't think we touched on too much but because there's such a limited capacity of people allowed on the grounds um a lot of us as far as like staff kind of made the decision that i i would rather have more drivers up there and more people that are like using their cars and having fun than like us go up there and take that spot so yeah. no i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out there at my old car and do some lawn work like a true old man to this weekend but yeah we wanted to just make sure that the people that got to go up and like the people that were allowed to be on the grounds were people that they were allowed to drive and do all that kind of stuff we didn't want to take up spots for that so yeah, sadly no. We debated to send a couple of people like from the media side of things up there to get some content and whatnot. And we for sure weren't gonna go if there were enough racers to fill up that capacity. Yeah. And I know then we had heard earlier this week that there's a chance that there would be, you know, some potential openings, but we're just kind of waiting till the very last second to kind of make that call because again, like we don't want to be up there and take somebody's spot if they paid to be there to race you know that's ultimately what people are supposed to be there for so probably not going to be up there either from any of the media side but i guess time will tell yeah it's exactly like the biggest thing is like we want to make sure the racers have a good time like as much as i like to go out there and wander around and have fun with my car it, the, i have a lot of chances to do that and a lot of people don't get that so I'd rather leave that for you for uh, for Mr. Goku Black. He's got all the good questions today. The three and a half inch intake. We're not. We're definitely not the only ones that make it. But yeah, right. I would. I would absolutely recommend. It. You're going to max out the stock math sizing on that thing very quickly for any basic like. Anytime you up the power on that, especially it's almost guaranteed that people are going to make like 450 horsepower these days on an Evo 10. The three and a half inch intake is just going to support that a lot better. Uh, and then as far as the HKS exhaust, I prefer the Legamax, but the Super Turbo is also cool. The Legamax is a little bit lighter, but there yeah, it really, it, yeah, for you sound. Uh, and for anybody asking about the HKS stuff, like I don't have, I don't have a whole lot, but if you go onto our YouTube channel, uh, I actually went over there, me and Nate, one of our other guys here, went over and visited the HKS factory in Japan earlier this year. Yeah, yeah I highly recommend go watching that video and like checking out some stuff because just watching how they make all that stuff is absolutely wild. Well, and talk um, yeah. about just the dream experience overall. It like it almost just went over my head because of how fast everything happened. I saw that uh, Larry Chen is selling a photo he took of an A90 Supra right in front of their facility with like Mount Fuji in the background, 
And I tell you what, that's like on my list of photos I'm going to actually purchase because that's um, cool which thing. one. So they had three cars there. They had the the knobs drift car. They had the Advan car, and then they had the white car. Which one? You know, I can't remember. I think there's like a few different pictures that he has. Because Larry had Larry had a photo of all three of them right there, which was super neat. Yeah. It's funny because like we we missed Larry by like a day. So he was he was there when they were unloading all the cars after Tokyo Auto Salon. They brought him back. We were there the day they were loading them up to take them away okay. to bring them to Tokyo Auto Salon. Got um, it. So I have one of the photos I have from my phone is uh, the Advan car actually like right at the top of the hill. We're at the bottom of the hill and Mount Fuji's in the background. So I have like that exact photo you're talking about. That's just like, it's just so surreal. Awesome. Like, yeah, it, it's just like, you just wouldn't. Yeah. It's There's like no better setting or better car. Like in my opinion, to depict like the current state of this industry. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to, yeah. Like that whole place is just super cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it because I can talk for hours. But. <laughs> That'd be a whole nother video. So it sounds like some people have a few more questions about the cutoff valve muffler thing, the Varex. Um, currently a California kid and don't want to get another visit to my neighborhood state referee. I totally hear you. We're not California. Well, you used to live in California, didn't you? It did. Yeah. I didn't have the same experience as everybody else because I was a. Uh, not like legally a resident so i just left oh. my plates and everything in minnesota and skated it that way but yeah no i definitely have dealt with some of that stuff and have worked in this industry going on yeah oh my god 15 years now so like very familiar with california and how unhappy they are with people modifying their cars i would recommend one of the varx mufflers so like obviously it, it kind of depends on the setup with how big of a muffler you can fit uh, but it is from a company called Varex, V-A-R-E-X. They're an Australian company. And it, so Varex is, a, I don't know if it's technically a sister company or a part of X-Force, which like if you follow anything in any off-road racing or drifting recently with like Vaughn Gittin Jr., um, X-Force has made a huge pushback into the U.S. So we actually, uh, it's kind of an interesting story, but we randomly found those guys in Australia in right around 2010. Um, okay. maybe a little bit earlier and we actually used to drop ship single mufflers from Australia to our shop or to customers to build exhaust. Wow. Like I think, I think we paid retail. I don't even think we had an account at the time. So, you know, I don't want to say we were the first people to ever bring into the U S but I think we were one of the first to bring them into the U S and make product with it. So we would ship them in like one at a time to make our Evo 10 exhaust systems with them. And then people loved them so much that we put them on the website and we would sell like, you know, a, a couple a week or something uh, to a point where it finally became, you know, giant stocking orders of these things. Um, so we've been dealing with Varx for, for a very, very long time. And we, you know, we love those guys. They're great people to deal with, great product. But yeah, if you hop on over to either our website or their website and just type in Varx muffler, you can kind of take a look at, they have multiple sizes. So they have like a, you know, Canon style muffler or they have, like a, just a standard chamber, muff, chamber muffler that you put in the center of the exhaust. So yeah, there, there's a million different options depending on like where you want to fit it, how you want to fit it. They all work the same in the sense that they have a valve that opens and closes. Yeah, I run the the four inch the Canon style on mine just because that, that's yeah. the only place it would fit. But yeah, I mean, I highly recommend them. I would, especially if you live in a neighborhood that's kind of like loud, it you know makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think the first time I ever actually heard of Varex was when Mighty Car Mods had an S15 and Moog put their exhaust on his S15, and that must have been like right around 2010. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they definitely around that time. So it is. It's an electronic switch. So they have yeah. like a little. They have they have a couple options. They have the key fob. So it's just a little key fob that has a battery in it that looks like you know a lock unlock key fob that has a you know A and a B button. Yeah. Um. So it's all electronic. It's all it has like a control box that you wire in. That's super simple. Is you know you can either wire it into power somewhere or use like an add a fuse. I don't wire stuff and I was able to wire mine in. So if that tells anybody anything, yeah, it's all electronic. You can either use the little like buttons that they have or you can use the phone app. Which I use the phone app because I'm I'm just a little nerd when it comes to that stuff and I like to mess around with it. But yeah, no, it's all electronic. Uh, and we live in a super salty state when it comes to like winter and stuff. Yeah. And we've had vehicles that have driven through some pretty harsh winters with them and the motors have survived. So you can buy the motors separate if it ever fails on you. Like it's all serviceable and super easy to take oh, apart. So I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think at one point we actually took one of them on one of our test cars, like 
2011 or so and okay. we just kept packing it with snow and ice to see if we could get it to fail and we could never get it to fail so all right fair enough blocker is wondering just for clarification when you say you like the twin tip one we're talking evo 10 exhausts is it just the tip that make you say that or the whole thing are two tips better than one uh so tip preference is definitely just personal size tip diameter tip uh multiples i'm a single tip kind of person you know that's not to say that a twin tip kind of person is is not that's not a bad person um i'm not saying that are we talking about, are we talking about cars yeah for oh, twin okay. tips two tips in the back of an exhaust system i'm just i don't like as much a single tip out one side like a tomi extreme has like always been one of my favorite exhausts it's just a single tip so it's the entire exhaust that culminates in the tips that I am not a huge fan of, but I can understand why other people might be. I'm just not. That one, that made things super clear. So thanks for that. I don't think two tips is better than one, and I don't think one tip is better than two. It's all about what the best tips are for you. Jonathan Gonzalez says, can you send me my tune? I just bought it. I appreciate the enthusiasm, honestly. I do too. Yes. If you filled out the, form, it looks like somebody else responded, but yeah, if you fill yeah. out our tune request form, you should have gotten an email, but we have like two or three guys that are working on sending those out. So Should've on average, about 24 hours right now, sometimes a little bit longer than that, but yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're jamming them out as fast as they can. Uh, Corey's wondering vet for R and D. We did look into it a lot. I, we actually, we, uh, we did. Yeah, we, uh, we looked pretty heavily into it. We just made the call that it wasn't our market right now. Um, not to say that it might not change in the future, but yeah, we actually, we had a car on order and ended up canceling the allocation for it. I actually just saw the exact car pretty recently. It was the car that we had on order from the dealership we had on order uh, that we had ended up canceling. Um, and I just, I met the guy that bought it. Went to a really cool dude. So I'm happy that that happened. But yeah, it's just a, after a lot of back and forth, it just didn't fit our current market and kind of what we we're going to be, be doing with it. And there's a lot of people making a lot of cool parts for that thing. So I, I don't feel like we're, uh, I, I don't feel like that market's going to miss out right now. Yeah. Like I said, not to say we wouldn't look at one in the future, but right now it's just not, not something we're playing with. Lots of small displacement turbocharged cars coming out that we, uh, we're going to focus on. Yeah. There you have it. Here we go. Chris Pollock says, hi guys. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Here's something I wanted to touch on with you today here uh, from a guy named Dan. He wants to know if there's any news on the 2020 WRX tune. And I want to bring up talking to you about tunes today for the WRX and STI platforms. 2020, it's uh, final, final stages of beta testing stuff. So we've got, everything's gone really well. Uh, I'm in the last phases of some of the beta testing with some of our stage two testers. I'm taking a little bit of time, but just once again, something we want to perfect before we release. I want to say that if all goes well within the next couple of weeks, 2020 tune files will be released for the public and that will be on Cobb's, uh, Cobb's custom feature update number two. So that's gonna have options like speed density and a whole bunch of other stuff coming out at the same time as the support for 2020. Yeah, no, there's a, it should be very soon. I'm targeting the next couple of weeks. You know, it, it's all kind of a, a fluid thing for as long as everything's going good on the beta testing, we should be good to go for that. What about uh, what about stuff like flex fuel tunes? I know we get a lot of questions about that, and I believe that's for the like fifteen plus platform, fifteen to 20, so whatever. On the WRX, it's a little bit difficult for flex fuel because the factory fill system can't support like a full E eighty five blend. Um, right. It just it can't do it. It can't keep up with the capacity. We've definitely looked at options to go along with it, like uh, you know fuel pump modifications, upgraded fuel pump stuff like that if we could work that into an OTS map. It's definitely not off the table because there's a lot more options kind of coming out recently that we might be able to work with, um, but it's not something that I have actively working right now for the WRX. The okay. 30 tunes are kind of what we have for those, which are a great bargain. I, re I really enjoy them. The stage one plus E30 car, stage two E30 car is probably some of the best bang for your buck on these things. When it comes to the STI for flex fuel, that's been something we've been working on for a while. And I, I've probably mentioned it many times over the last probably year and a half. And it just, it underwent a lot of testing uh, and, and testing as far as the actual development work, testing as far as just people driving the cars, because it definitely is able to push these motors pretty far. So we're seeing, you know, a, a car making 400, 400 pretty easily with that. And we wanted to kind of get longevity testing done. And, you know, we're not the first 
people to make 400 horsepower with an EJ. Like that's not groundbreaking, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that our calibrations are going to fit every single user all the time as best that we can. So we've just been putting a lot of time into that with the STI, whether it's driving it around, whether it's taking it up to proving grounds. I, I drove that car personally for a while, um, just kind of nitpicking the calibration for the flex fuel side of stuff. It makes it a whole new car. That car on E85 is an yeah. absolute blast. So I'm excited to get that to market. That's I'm honestly starting the phasing of some beta testing for like public beta testing now. Uh, we have a lot of the internal stuff. I have a couple of local guys that we've worked with on it, but I'm going to now get to the point where we're going to try to link up with some uh, some customers for that. Perfect. Yeah. No, that's cool. We get a lot of questions about that. Um, that and then the uh, stage three STI tuned. Yep. So yeah, that would be that would be considered the stage three will be the flex fuel tube okay. for that one. Yeah. Gotcha. Let's see here. We got another question here. What would be the next step after full bolt-ons for an Evo 10 setup that you would recommend? Is it fuel system, turbo modifications? He's trying to keep it close, but uh, no further than the 500 ring of death cap for horsepower. So first I want to touch on the, the 500 thing. That's kind of a, not as big of a deal anymore. You know, I mean, yeah. coming from the original world of Evo 10s where like if you made 500, like it was expected the entire thing was just going to disintegrate. But we're seeing a lot of calibrators take these things to 550, no problem. And it's all about keeping the torque down. As far as what the modifications would be, I think it would, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of just have to do at the same time for the most part, but you can, you can stage it if you want. So like if you want to make 450, 500, you're going to need a turbo. Uh, with the turbo, you're going to need fuel. So I would probably do fuel system first. So injectors, stuff like that, and get the car running on that. If you have to, if you have to stage it, otherwise it'd be like me and just collect all the parts in the corner of a room for six months and then install it. Yeah. And by six months, I mean two years. I'm a big fan of like stock replacement style turbos. So whether it's like a 18 K, which is going to stretch for that power levels or any of the FP turbos or any of the Garrett based units, like, it's just so simple. You pair that with either one of our tubular manifolds or our cast manifold. It's such a simple process to make 500 on these things that that's the direction I would go. So make sure you have a good intercooler, good manifold, turbo, and then injectors, fuel pump, and you should be good to go. Another good one from Blocker that I couldn't help but grin as I read here. With flex tunes, have you noticed during R&D that there are certain flexing poses or amounts of flexing that you found worked better or provided more power? No, we tried a lot of different poses. I've sat on the hood. I have sat on the passenger seat. Uh, I've laid across the trunk. We've had tiny in multiple positions under the hood, on the wheel, on the wing. Yeah, and none of them made more power. Uh, it was all about the parts that we selected and the tuning that made the power. I, I don't really understand, to be honest. But yeah, we tried to make as many different poses as possible. Uh, and whether we were flexible or not, it made no difference. Uh, and then Corey says, not to go back to the Varix electric muffler again, but how would you compare it to, say, an electric cutout kit on a Classic? Almost pulled the trigger on a QTP cutout kit, but this has me intrigued. So what would you thought? So one of the biggest things I had with a lot of the older cutout kits was that what they were, like, what the motors were and how they were used, they just kind of, like, seized up. So it was, like, almost guaranteed that, like, you'd replace them once every year, once every two years. Uh, I don't know QTP specifically anymore, but... The Varx stuff, I, I would say that you're going to have to build an exhaust for it specifically for the Varx in most cases, or like slip it into like an existing one. Personally, the ease of use with the Varx would have me more excited and like the little key fobs just work a lot better. I used to have a electric cutout on one of my cars. And I think like the biggest attraction to me to that Varx kit is, like you said, the smart box. Uh, for me, that's just like really cool. Um, I don't know. I just can't not think about that when I think about the electric cutout I had and the different, you know, exhausts that I've had on cars in the past and being stuck with one thing or another, plus the versatility and all that. But again, my biggest thing was just that smart box is pretty cool. Goku Black says 18K is the jam. Would you recommend getting it ported for the extra 100? I would, uh, especially if you're going to run higher boost. Yeah. If you're going to push it farther, like if you're going to try to push it as far as possible, I definitely would. Uh, let's see. Oh, shout out to Ian in the, in the chat. Thanks for joining us last week, Ian. We had a really good time. Uh, shout out to you and everybody at Drive Cartel. We always like hearing from you guys. Uh, Goku wants to know if it's going to perform better ported. Yes. I mean, depends on the specific situation that we're kind of looking at, but yeah, overall, yes. 
Jonathan Gonzalez is wondering, would I have to fill out another form if I wanted both 91 and 93 tunes? Um, so that kind of depends on the situation, uh, depending on what you purchased or how you purchased it or kind of like that. So usually when you purchase a product, you'll get one tune at no cost. Uh, so you would get one version of that. So if you think you're going to use 91 more, do the 91 at no cost. Uh, yeah. If you do want multiple tunes, uh, usually that's going to be an extra cost. So like there, you would get kind of one free with each situation. So when you bought the access port, you would get, you know, the stage one at no cost and then et cetera, et cetera, as you go on up per fuel. But usually to add on different fuels, it would be another cost to do that. So I would recommend getting the fuel that you'll use the most. So yeah, it would be a completely separate transaction if you needed a, a, yeah. a multiple fuel. Yeah, and that I, that makes sense. You know, again, if if it's I know like around where I live, it's hard for me to get ninety three. So anytime I go for like any kind of tunes, I've got one on my um, on my three thirty five XI, um, yep. which on ninety one. So I don't run the ninety three because I can't get it. So. <laughs> It's super inconvenient, so there it goes. That's out the window. It's. I mean, we're like even in Minnesota, we're so blessed. Like even the yeah. ability to get ninety three, like it's hard in a lot of states to even get anything like that. I actually live um, right by uh, like a racing gas station in Redding, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, and they only have up to ninety two. I would say that would have been my best bet for me locally, and I can get up to ninety two. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd make a huge difference between 92 to 93 necessarily. It does. I, it does. It makes a huge difference. The, 90, the 92 fuel is weird. I actually yeah. just dealt with a customer today that was having some weird stuff at 92. If you're going to fill up huh. with 92, run the 91 tune. Yeah. And I put 92 in my car and I'm on the 91 tune. Not that it's the yep. same as our tunes necessarily, but I didn't really honestly notice a difference. So Yeah, the, the 92 sounds kind of weird. Next question is, would you guys consider adding doing decibel tests on different exhausts on cars and posting them to use as a reference guide for us such as an example stock 76 decibels with the map exhaust you're at 86. i know the only thing that i can see in regards to this is that it's just a lot of work it's just a lot of like work to swap out those exhausts every time to get a decibel test if everybody thinks it's worth it we're down to put it in put in the work but I'll actually comment against Charlie a little bit on oh, that. Oh man, so we've actually done a bunch of this work on a lot of stuff, and uh, we actually made yeah before Charlie's time, and we actually made a decision to um, not publish a lot of that stuff, and it's a pretty specific reason, and it's because we don't want to be the reason why someone gets in trouble. So like whether how we do the testing or all of that stuff, th there are very specific ways that it has to be done. And although I'm confident we can do it, I don't want to put out a number and say that yeah we're riding the line right at 99 decibels and the limit you can hit is 100 and then we ship you an exhaust and you're getting 101 and you're getting tickets and stuff it's just not something that uh we feel comfortable giving the information and like having people lean on now if it was like a really soft range that we could work with and say you're going to see between x and x but then that doesn't bring as much value uh, for what people are kind of looking for so no i totally get it and it's actually something we've talked about a bunch especially when the the issue with california about a year and a half ago we actually did a bunch of testing on some of our own exhausts on some stock vehicles Oops, sorry weird hiccup there on some stock vehicles i just didn't go forward to publishing a lot of it because it's we just don't want to get somebody in trouble that, that's really the biggest thing is we we want to make sure that if people are basing decisions off of our information that we can back it 100 percent and that's just not something that we can do you know again that's a good point that i something I've, i would have never thought of i mean obviously you guys went through the through the steps but my thoughts were always again it's a lot of work but again if it's just not again of going to be accurate information necessarily. And that's a good point too. Another thing I did want to talk about because I know we're running out of time here real quick, but a head, we released these WRX headers. We've had a lot of people ask about a supporting header tune. Uh, how do yes. you want to talk to that, I guess, necessarily? So we've actually, we, we did a lot of testing on that and our stage two tune and stage two plus tunes work perfect with that with that header these ecs are so intelligent that all the little stuff kind of going on behind the scenes for it that needed any adaptations so we did develop a tune for the header and it's something that we've tossed around offering but i just don't know if it's needed as much so it's something that it, you know if people are very interested in something specific for that it's something we're, we're absolutely interested in doing but we just didn't want to add confusion and feel like customers had to get something else to make it work so, you know, I'm open to opinions on it, but I had kind of made the call to, it works perfectly fine with the stage two and stage two plus tunes. The, the vehicle gets everything, almost everything out of it that it needs. 
with those tunes. So yeah, no, I'm curious. So to like hear if I'm a do. customer that's got the car and I, you know, have already a stage two or two plus tune on my car because I've gotten some of these other parts for that supporting, you know, OTS tune. Once I buy this new WRX header, I don't need another tune. If I've already got that one, I'm good to go. I'm already set. Correct. Okay. Correct. That will work just fine for the vehicle. It will. Uh, just line isn't even a. Uh, the best way to describe it the, the vehicle will work exactly how we intend it with the header yeah and that's i think that's the question i think a lot of people are wondering is is it going to be just fine or is it going to be what i'm looking for and it sounds like yep. it's, it's everything you're expecting um how it would, should operate or what you should get out of it it's all there so that i think answers the question uh i don't think we had anything else lined up for today uh hopefully everybody got their questions answered it looks like we're almost all the way down we got everybody's questions answered i think so i don't think there's anything left that we should would necessarily go over today i know we plan to jump back again next week uh hopefully we can bring some of our other team members along with us um kind of time permitting so i say uh, they're all so busy that's why we're by ourselves today is that everyone else is so busy and we just look like slackers but, yeah, I thought yeah, I thought it'd also be worth mentioning. We were planning on having two of the guys from uh, sales and support on the team uh, on here today, just to show that again, while we're out here on a live stream, there are people in the back scenes that are doing all this extra work. Um, oh yeah, they're working so much harder than me. It's ridiculous. Legitimately, like, they're actually like, sweating. Yeah. So yeah, I no. mean, between shipping and customer service and sales and everything like that. I mean, those guys are the ones, you know, keeping this whole thing afloat right now. And they're the ones really busting hard to go and get all this stuff out to you guys and answer your questions or concerns. So there are a team of people there. We were again, hoping to bring them on just to show again, we're here doing this, but there's a whole team of other people behind the scenes making things happen so that business yep. is operating. Exactly. Mitsu, the Evo 10, thank you so much. You were super engaged this entire time, man. Appreciate it. Um, looks like your car looks pretty cool, too, from the little thumbnail that I've got. I'm definitely going to check it out. He said, I thought this was a dead channel. No hate. I buy all my parts from you guys, so I'm glad you're doing this. Definitely check out some of the other content on the channel, man. We've got a lot of really cool stuff happening. So I think that's going to do it for today. And there you have it, guys. Hopefully you learned something that you can either take with you into the garage or bring with you to the track. Tune in next week for another episode. We'll see you then. Is that good enough? Yeah. Okay.